Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. Uh, welcome back, Al Pellets is back on track, and today we're having another Critical Conversation. Um, for some of you that haven't heard of the Critical Conversations, these are kind of a new thing where we're looking at critical issues in our profession that we need to tackle, things we need to talk about and address. A lot of research out there that helps us uh, wrestle with some of these topics. This topic today, what in the world is happening to ag? My dad's version of ag education was all into the farm and our whole family was involved in farming and where the heck is agriculture today? All we do is leadership crap and science crap. (laughs) Where is my ag, folks? Where did it go? What do you guys think? Well, first of all, I'm going to go out there and say, I don't think it's crap. (laughs) Just to make sure we're all on the, the same page. I was just trying to start a fight because it's critical conversations. Like we it have needs to fight to be a little, right? Fight, yeah. So yep. I was trying to come out with some heat. Okay. Well, um, so I don't necessarily think that the ag is gone, but I see what you're saying. Like we get so wrapped up in making sure that we don't look like old school production ag that like suddenly we we don't have the ag because the way teachers are trained, right? We either know the production ag or we don't know any ag. Right? Like, mm-hmm. tell me what class you all went to where they focused on how ag actually happens in a lab today. Yeah. Right? I mean, what did you learn in animal science? Breeds of cattle. Yep. Yeah. But I do know on the farm, it's just interesting because breeds of cattle seems to be this lesson that we have taught through time. It's like almost more of a tradition. Because I know I was raised on an 8,000 acre farm and ranch, rode winter cattle every morning. Um, breeds were never really discussed. You know, my dad likes black cattle, right? But a black, I mean, he knew that that could be from a, a myriad of genetic lines, um, and so that discussion wasn't really there. And so I wonder, you know, when I was young in my teaching career, I was really trying to, to I was, I had to figure out the science. You know, mm-hmm. ag is a perfect context to help the science teacher. But you know, I think in the you know, in my dad's version of ag, they all came with so much ag experience that then they got to just refine that. And it naturally was a topic of conversation. But I just think now I have two little boys and they are not raised on a farm. Right. And the only way they will learn the content and the, and the skills of agriculture will be in an ag classroom. So I worry about that sometimes. Well, I think there's a couple of things going on here. You know, one, in, you know, throughout my career, I've, I've had folks come up and say, Brian, you're trying to turn us all into science teachers. You're trying to do all this kind of stuff. And that's not it at all. 
you know, basically we look at agriculture as this integrated this integrated subject where biology and chemistry and physics all kind of come together in that particular context to make this thing work. And so I think that's the, the piece we're talking about, the science that's already there. And so if, if we're trying to turn agriculture into a science class, we're making a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, the story I always told, tell my students is when I was teaching high school, I was walking through the, the, the hallway. I saw the science teacher. She was teaching this letter lesson on genetics. And I'm like, I just taught that same lesson you know, last week in my ag class, I mean, I got this agri-science thing down to do this and then hit me. I taught in a small school. I'm like, the principal doesn't need two of us doing the same thing. Yeah. One of us is going to go. It's probably going to be me. Yeah. You have an extended contract, right? <laughs> yeah. You're the one that they uh, have to do. <laughs> so <figure out>. so <laughs> we've got to figure out what's the unique thing we bring to this particular context to make these, to make it all, uh, make it all work, make it be unique. And then how do we give them the skills and knowledge that's transferable into other contexts, allow the students to make those things happen. So we're not trying to create another science class. The same way we talk about leadership skills, it really concerns me when we talk about ag education is, you know, what's our main thing that we do? Well, we teach leadership. I'm not saying we don't, but there's other places out there that do it as well or maybe even better than we do that are focused on leadership skill development as students. I'm not saying we shouldn't do any leadership at all, but that can't be what we hang our hat on. And, you know, you've got a lot of stuff looking at, I, th- I think there's this, it's an expertise problem because agriculture is so broad. Our teachers, and you mentioned it too, may not have any of that skill set. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what they're, they're, what to teach, what's really happening today in agriculture. So it goes back to, we use the same slides from 1842 on breeds of swine mm-hmm. that, any of us in swine production know there's really not a whole lot of breeds of swine out there. I mean, there's all genetic lines that they've just taken different pieces to, to make yeah. things happen. So I think there's a lot of things happening here for this per- perception of what well, we're, we're not teaching the ag anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think some things need to change, but more of it's there than what we think. Uh, so I'm going to challenge you for a second. Mm-hmm. This isn't actually fight, 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 fight. <laughs> actually, fight. so this isn't actually. Um, <laughs> I'm not putting my own. Um, feelings or thought into mm-hmm. this, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Sure. If we have... I can prove you wrong. Let's go. Awesome. <laughs> I hope so because, because I agree with you, but um, but I could see this argument happening, right? If Just like you said, there are leadership folks that do a better job at leadership than we do. Well, there are science folks that do a better job at science than we do. Right. So why? what says that we should be putting science into ag... I mean, how is that a more legitimate argument than saying we should be focusing on ag leadership? Well, I think that's the thing there is it's not putting science into ag. It's not putting leadership into ag. It's highlighting the science is already there. Yeah. It, it's it's being, a, being complementary to rather than to replacing the science teacher. What's going to end up happening and really showing the modern and, and really helping to teach the skills the modern agriculturalist needs to have because when they're making real decisions on what seed to plant, what even what crop to go into rotation, mm-hmm. fertilizer schedules, those sort of things. They need to understand the science of, of those decisions rather than just, I'm going to plant this brand because dad planted this brand and, and grandpa planted this brand. So if that's the case, I would actually argue that it's the other way around, that we aren't supplementing the science classes, but the science classes are supplementing our classes. Mm-hmm. Because if what we're teaching is ag and we don't have to call it ag science because now it let's say we had no past history of ag and you were just like you were an alien from another planet and you got dropped into ag today right not into ag ed but if you got dropped like on a farm mm-hmm. you would see modern ag which is what we would call agri science right. because we're saying 
just the word ag itself as a, you know, if we, by saying something is ag science, it, it implies that the normal term ag does not include science, which is not the case. So if you're teaching ag in school, if you're teaching current agriculture, you're already teaching all of those other aspects, but they're, but they're not, they're not being, they're not supplementary. They are ag. I mean, that is what they have to learn. So, which is interesting because, you know, you're saying that while Brian, you know, Dr. Meyer sits there and his entire state is called the agri-science program. And we've done that a lot. I think there's some good elements there. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a historical kind of change, right? We, Mm -hmm. we try to make something work and then we say, hold up. I don't know if that's really the direction we want to go. So as we redefine ourselves as ag ed, we have to figure out what Mm -hmm. that looks like. Well, and I think the interesting thing is like, for me, I came in and it's really weird when you start seeing yourself as a little bit older, but like when (laughs) I was in ag, (laughs) when I was in ag, 18, 19, 20, 20, 22 years ago, I came from a farm and a lot of my friends came from farms and I came to agriculture and, you know, here in Oklahoma, there are some people that'll say, listen, I don't need to teach a lot of that here because all of our kids are on farms. We still do have some of that in this area and that changes. The kiddos are then coming for some other, you know, some complementary elements. Um, but gosh, if we aren't teaching ag, so I, I was talking to Leslie Turner, who works for an undisclosed large food company. Um, you can now look it up and Google it. She's a friend. Um, <laughs> she said, you know, Marshall, we are struggling with getting people to understand the food that we're trying to sell. Yeah. And she said, you know, we talk so often, like, can't we at least expect that kids that have been in high school ag have an understanding of their food? She said, I'm not saying they pick us. I'm not saying they want organic or not. I'm saying, can't we at least expect them to have an intelligent, an intelligent, defended response for the product they're going to buy rather than some ignorant decision? And it really hit me because I'm like, man, we could be a really successful chapter and have not done our job to prepare students to be in agriculture or prepare them to appreciate agriculture. And her comments from a large food industry really spooked me, yeah. you know, like at the it kind of shook me to the roots of why our program exists. Yeah. I think that goes up to, to really fundamentally about what we're teaching in our classes. And maybe it's the fact that people who bemoan and say we're not teaching the ag and ag anymore, maybe we're not teaching the modern ag. Maybe we're not teaching, you know, what, what that's what it is The you know, what's really happening today and what the what our people and consumers need to make good decisions. But like, isn't Tyson like, aren't they still like cutting ear notches? And um, isn't that a part? Isn't that a part of corporate? (laughs) That's my best lesson plan. Ear notching. Yeah. But so that's the thing. If that's what you're learning in an ag ed program, right? And we have ag ed. I mean, that's what we do. We run ag ed programs. So if you're learning, you know, you've got to take six hours of animal science and six hours of soils or whatever. And what you learn in those intro classes are things like breeds. I mean, we're not setting them up to be able to teach modern ag. So how, and this is a question, how do you prepare the ag teacher to teach modern ag when their ag ed program doesn't do it? Right. So tough. Well, I think we've got to get better at partnering personally. You know, Dr. Edwards here at OSU has done some research that says when you're teaching ag, you can't teach ag without it including science and math and literacy. You can't do it. 
Right. And it's not just STEM. It's STEM. It's speech. It's leadership. It's personal behaviors. It's teamwork. You can't teach ag without those elements being in place. And our job is to be mindful enough to be able to pull out and highlight, just shine the light on maybe some things you're learning in science or in history or over in writing. Shine the light on that when you come to that element. But I think we've also got to start partnering and doing a better job as more teachers are not being raised on farms, so they don't come to us. As a teacher trainer, my kiddos, they know about showing animals, but they don't. There's not many of them that have been on a working farm. And so we struggle with, you know, it's important to have a teaching internship, but we've almost started thinking they should have a six-week teaching internship and a six-week agricultural placement internship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's a, the big thing, and, and part of it, too, for folks that are out there listening to this that are current teachers, they know things are always changing. How do you stay current on what's happening because mm-hmm. ag is changing so much? And how do we bring in the people so that they understand these are the, the decisions that have to be made from an economic standpoint in agriculture today? These are the scientific deci- you know, the technical decisions that have to be made to, to stay on top of this kind of stuff because things are changing so fast. And yeah. that's the stuff you – know, and again – we want to go back to our favorite lesson plan that it may be ear notching or ice cream breeze, making, right? ice cream making. Yeah, we all love we all love the ice cream. Yeah, that's all. Mine always ended up milky though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always did. But you know, and you know, you go back to that, and I think about: Are my kids going to be in agriculture? And sometimes when my wife and I are talking about, man, we are fundamentally changing the course of our family's culture because I don't, I'm not on a farm and ranch. And then we both kind of stop ourselves and say. They could definitely be in agriculture. It's just not the agriculture I'm thinking that I was raised on. Right. Um, you know, so how do we prepare Gray and crew to go through an ag program in high school and start identifying careers in agriculture? Well, if we're doing ear notching and we're doing subcutaneous shots with the orange and we're doing the lesson plans that we've done forever, the same lesson plans my dad learned. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think we're developing students, but maybe not and agriculture. Right. And I think we have, a, I don't know, I feel very passionate that we have a responsibility to agriculture first. Right. And we've got to develop leaders and, and people that can be advocates in agriculture. Yeah, but it's got to be modern that. ag. I mean, it's yeah. got to be the ag that includes the science and the biochemistry and the physics and the mm-hmm. engineering. I mean, the word agriculture should be synonymous with all of that to mm-hmm. where those other classes right. are actually the ones that are supplementing. It's not the ag class supplementing those sciences. Well, I think that's the thing, too. We have to be careful because we're giving unintended consequences with some of the lessons that we're sending out. Kids come in and come to ag and they see, okay, this is the way you're supposed to be. Here's a, here's a pig or here's a cow, how to raise these things. That doesn't look like anything that's happening on our family six thousand head sow mm-hmm. operation. Yeah. Right. It doesn't look like the way that we raise our two hundred head of beef beef cattle because that's just not the way it's done now. We're showing the Norman Rockwell little picturesque kind of a thing. Yeah. But yet when they go and actually see a poultry facility, then then they get all up in arms because this is not how they're seeing this little chicken running around doing it. Now, again, you're going to we need to be able to make choices about our food. Yeah. But we also need to make sure that we're not giving the wrong picture when we're going out to do a petting zoo or we're out making you know public speaking with our kids. They understand and are given that modern agriculture feel, and this is the way that things are done, and this is why they're done that way. And it is it is safe. It is environmentally responsible to do that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, as I, I look at agriculture and I look at how, you know, how do we address that? And I think all of us would agree that we have a fundamental responsibility to put ag first. And I know for me as an ag teacher, there were times I forgot that. Mm-hmm. And I think now as I step away from it with kids that aren't going to be raised on farms, I think more than ever, it is critical that we're teaching the modern agriculture so that we have people to enter that workforce. Yeah, I'm going to put this out just because I think as National Convention comes up, and mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, because y'all know like geography and locations are not my strong suit. <laughs> um, but that Fair Oaks farm that we went to, right. is that close to where National Convention is? It's on the outskirts of the circle. So if you just head northwest... You would right. be at it's that doable, farm. right? Yeah, very, it's very close within that 465 right. circle. It is one of the best, Fair Oaks Farm is one of the best um, portrayals of modern ag in an agritourism um, venue that I have seen. So I just think they do a really great job of making sure that they are displaying modern ag and mm-hmm. not just the, the little ag. So if you're going to national convention and get an opportunity, you want to take your students somewhere that is actually a, a, a benefit mm-hmm. um, as far as an educational benefit while you're there, I would highly yeah. recommend that place. A little buzz marketing for them. We won't charge them for that. Yeah. I know. Well, it's just that, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but with them, they, they're very intentional. They, they do have the little pictures of red barns and the, that kind of stuff too to, to, to draw people in. But where the production is taking place is very modern and very accurate with what's happening. Mm-hmm. It is very real what's yeah. going on. And I think that's, again, it is a good example for what we need to be doing in our ag classrooms to make sure people understand what's happening. Um, and again, don't have this little picture perfect as we become further and further away from, from the production mm-hmm. ag. Yeah, and ultimately, the famous article, Content Context, mm-hmm. agriculture is the content we teach. Right. There is a content called agriculture and you can't teach that without being in the context of some of these other core disciplines that students are tying into so go ag do not forget it the baker boys go modern ag the baker boys need some modern ag it's right all right well thanks for letting us argue with this we appreciate everybody that listened and tuned in you can always check out owl pellets so uh, make sure you do that lots of good stuff there and these critical conversations can help add some of those Um, From here at Oklahoma State, this time, Kate Shoulders, Brian Myers, and Marshall Baker, this critical conversation is out. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Owl Pellet family. This is Marshall Baker at Oklahoma State University. I'm going to take just a short minute to share with you a little bit about our Department of Agricultural Education, Communications, and Leadership at Oklahoma State. The Department of Agricultural Education, Communications, and Leadership develops students into well-rounded agricultural professionals. Whether they want to pursue a career as an agricultural education teacher, which we would love, magazine editor, public relations specialist, sales and marketing associate, extension educator, no matter what that job is, Our department can help students achieve their goals. Our faculty and staff work closely with students inside and outside of the classroom to create a family atmosphere and help students feel that this is a place they can call home. Our department offers advisors that are also faculty members. They spend unique one-on-one time advising each student. We teach courses and we're involved professionally in the areas that the students are studying. These faculty advisors, I being one of them, assist in planning individual programs for every student that walks through our door. We pride ourselves in our open-door policy. We love to invite students to stop by our office, talk about their life, talk about the decision to teach ag, and their academic pursuits here at OSU. 
You know, it doesn't hurt that Oklahoma State's also nestled in a wonderful town, Stillwater, Oklahoma. We find it very easy to continue to stay strong and stay rooted in agriculture, one of the primary industries in our state. If students are looking for an experience in an undergraduate program, we hope you would consider Oklahoma State University for that option. You can look at our department by going to www.aged.okstate.edu. We'd love to have you on campus. Please contact any of us and we can make that happen. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast and go Pokes! I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets. Tips for Ag Teachers.